everyone. Welcome to Bioenergetic Basics with me, Danny Roddy. And today we're going to talk about troubleshooting sleep problems, night wake-ups, insomnia, grogginess, etc. And so, yeah, I appreciate you guys being here. And as always, we're going to focus on practical application. And we're not going to talk too much about theory, although we'll probably get into it a little bit. The first thing we should probably talk about is my experience with insomnia or sleep problems. Since I was a little kid, I had a just horrible time sleeping. And sometimes if I was excited for the next day, I'd stay up basically all night. Then when I'd get like maybe a few hours of sleep and then wake up at 6 a.m. to go to school, I'd be absolutely exhausted. That was probably caused a lot of my poor performance in school. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just don't remember ever having a good relationship with sleep. Many years ago, I think it was on a repeat Facebook group. Somebody had mentioned that sleeping was a high energy activity. And I think that's a good way of thinking about it. And Ray has talked about this many times. And I think he got it from Albert St. Georgie. Your cell needs to be making enough energy to be able to relax. That's the high energy, resting, relaxed state. And the deficiency of energy causes the excitation, causes the stress, causes the inflammation. Then that activates the brain to start releasing stress hormones to compensate. Let's talk about real quick the sponsor of this show, which is Bioenergetic Basics, which is a course that I have available on my Patreon page and my Gumroad. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later, but we'll get into the meat of this episode right now. So I'm going to cycle through these things and it's going to be easiest to navigate to most difficult. And even the most difficult stuff is not really that difficult, but the, the first things are going to be mostly nutrition related. Okay. So number one, protein before bed. I, I would really restrict protein before bed, especially if you're having insomnia. And this is not in the same vein as what Ray was saying towards the end of his life, restricting protein just in general. This is talking about not eating too much protein specifically before bed. And I think because protein can stimulate insulin that can lower the blood sugar, that can cause a person to wake up in the middle of the night. Or if the protein lowers the blood sugar before the person goes to sleep, they might compensate with adrenaline and cortisol and just be extremely awake and not be tired. And I can't take credit for this idea. This is actually an old Matt Stone idea. He had mentioned on his blog in like 2010. And so I thought it was true then. And I think it's true now. So that would be one easy thing to knock out to not eat a bunch of protein before bed. Next thing we're going to talk about is the calcium to phosphorus ratio. So we seem to talk about that absolutely every episode. Protein is a huge source of phosphorus. And so eating a high carbohydrate, high fat, uh, high calcium meal, such as ice cream or something like that, that would be much more efficient at slipping a person into slumber, relaxing them and not causing havoc with their blood sugar. And so that's not eating much protein and or eating a high calcium meal with high fat, high sugar is probably going to be the most efficient way. And those are two very easy tricks to try right off the bat. Okay, so the next very common underrated cause of sleep problems is constipation or diarrhea. And I think these probably have slightly different mechanisms, but if the intestine is irritated, I think it's going to cause an increase in serotonin. And to the surprise of many, serotonin is a wakefulness chemical. And along with serotonin, uh, which is increased when the carbon dioxide is low or your thyroid function is low, that will also increase histamine. And histamine can cause a person to feel like they're crazy in the evening. Their minds are racing. They have so much energy. Whereas during the middle of the day, they had absolutely no no energy. They couldn't do anything. They were basically a bump on a log. And then the nighttime comes around and they have tons of energy, usually stemming from not only hypothyroidism, but whatever is happening in their intestine. And because it's the nighttime, their intestine is slowing down. And then whatever is in there is becoming very inflammatory, at least for the constipated person. And then the person with diarrhea is just their intestine is just inflamed 24-7. For the diarrhea person, you check out carrot or the well-cooked white button mushrooms or megasporbotic or penicillin or erythromycin or tetracycline. And for the constipated person, I mean, both people should probably 
probably get their thyroid function checked and their vitamin D level checked and their parathyroid hormone checked. But the constipated person, maybe using something like cascara, sagrada, well-aged from Italy, in the meantime, would be valuable, I think. Okay, so this next thing is relatively straightforward and easy, but I think it will sound esoteric to a few people. But grounding yourself in bed, I think that would be worth trying, especially if you lived in a city or somewhere with just an incredible amount of EMF. To make a grounding mat, you can just buy a copper screen. You can wrap a copper cable around that. You can take a three-prong plug and pull out the hot and the neutral, and you can wrap it around the ground and plug it in. Or you can take that cable and wrap it around the pipes under your sink, and those go very far into the ground, and you could ground yourself with that. And the grounding pad does not have to be on top of your sheets. You could probably put it under. It could still work. So that is something that I would put on the table for somebody that specifically lived in a city or somewhere that just had tons of EMF. Anyway, so the other things I was going to say is turning off your phone. I mean, just trying to get off your phone in general, doing as much as you possibly can to detach it from your phone. Those phones give off such insanely high frequencies. The last time I tested one of these phones was probably in 2019 on my Acousticom 2. My 2017 phone was giving off an insane signal. I'm sure they're way, way, way worse now. Turning off your Wi-Fi, trying to use Ethernet, buying Ethernet cables and routing them around your house so you could comfortably plug them in, being prepared for that. So again, that's a whole nother subject, but grounding is the really important thing here. Okay, so moving on to supplements, I wanted to talk about vitamins D and K. And so if you had asked me five years ago, I would have said, oh no, you do not want to take your vitamin D and K before bed because it will possibly keep you up. The product might make the biggest difference because I was taking vitamin D in MCT oil. I was probably occasionally using it orally. And same thing with the vitamin K. And there's a possibility that I was just irritating my gut and then keeping myself up when I would take them at nighttime. But now that definitely does not happen. And the biggest change has been not only mostly using these things on my skin, but when I would use them orally, a vitamin D in olive oil or a vitamin K in olive oil, that seems to not cause any of the problems that it used to. And taking those at any time of the day will make me extremely tired. And so I just opt to take them before bed and it is really helpful. But I would not vouch for MCT oil supplements or other types of supplements that had a bunch of different additives. I mean, if you irritate your gut, it's probably going to keep you up or it's going to cause problems with your sleep. So the Swiss Army Knife Supplement, aspirin, that can also be very valuable. I remember the moment that I had a good experience with aspirin. I won't bore you with the details, but I was I was very stressed out and, and I basically could not get to sleep. I was in my kitchen and I had 10 days ahead of me that were going to be extraordinarily stressful. And I took a whopping dose of aspirin. I mixed a little bit of coffee in with it and then a little bit of baking soda. I think a Mexican and Coke as well. And I think I fell asleep in 30 minutes and I was in disbelief. <laughs> that was that was like the first time ever that aspirin had really showed itself to be a valuable sleep aid because I was so ridiculously stressed out. I didn't think that I could have ever gotten to sleep that night. But anyways, aspirin by decreasing estrogen and estrogen by agonizing all those other hormones such as serotonin, histamine, cortisol, etc. Aspirin's an antihistamine. It's an anti-serotonin drug, etc. I mean, it's just incredible stuff. And if 500 milligrams did not do the trick, I asked Ray in one of the episodes, what was the most aspirin you ever took? And I think he said a gram, but he's most comfortable with 500. So another thing that could be helpful before you go to bed is exposing your skin to red light. And I don't mean in a very concentrated way, like sitting in front of a light or anything. I just mean using them around your workspace or your bed or something like that. And they're very nice. They're pleasant to be around. And the the first time I moved to Mexico, I I moved there with a backpack and I remember missing the red lights so much. The area they shine in is the evening. I think they make slipping into nighttime very effortless and comfortable. And I would recommend them just putting them around your sleep area. So the last few things here we'll talk about 
about thyroid hormone. And so I think that Sinomel and Sinoplus are the best thyroid products. If your temperature is very low in the morning time, it's very low in the afternoon. It doesn't reach 97.8 when you wake up. It doesn't reach 98.6 in the afternoon. Those are all common signs of low thyroid, high cholesterol. TSH is mostly irrelevant, hyperlactin, etc. So specifically with thyroid, the T3 to T4 ratio, I noticed when just taking Sinoplus, I'd actually start developing insomnia again. And it was very easy to wait a very long time before going to bed. I just wasn't tired in the evening time. So th- again, this is a one to four ratio of T3 to T4. However, when I bumped the ratio up to about one to two, that went away completely. This might matter more for people that have liver problems. I mean, most people these days probably do have liver problems. And so this would be something to think about. So I mentioned this on the podcast, but progesterone and DHEA are supportive, similar to thyroid, helping a person relax. The DHEA helps to oppose cortisol. So does progesterone. They both oppose aldosterone. DHEA can lower prolactin. And both are very powerful mood enhancers. Okay, so the last substances we're going to talk about are cipreptidine and lidocaine, which are both antihistamines. And when you oppose a downstream substance like histamine, that can have a ripple effect and oppose other things like serotonin and cortisol, et cetera, et cetera. And so cipreptidine is one of the more popular things using very small amounts, maybe like a fourth of a milligram when a person is starting. And then making sure you don't have to do anything the next day. I wouldn't try to operate heavy machinery or drive a long distance when using it because that's one of the more common complaints that it makes the person a zombie the next day. Lidocaine is a little bit harder to get, but I think it's available at North Carolina Chemicals and then Cipreptidine is available at alldaychemist.com. Again, lidocaine is interesting. A while ago, Ray Pete was talking to Emma Siracus and he was talking about the generality of lidocaine and how useful it was. That was the thing that got me really interested in it. So I asked on my telegram, t.me slash Danny Rowdy, what you guys wanted me to talk about. And I was pretty surprised to be honest that most people asked me to talk about grogginess upon waking and then nighttime wake-ups and insomnia and then nightmares. And that grogginess upon waking, it has a name. They call it hypersomnia in the research. And it's associated with low vitamin D. It's associated with hypothyroidism, getting intestinal problems solved, getting your vitamin D level up, sorting out your thyroid function that can really go a long way. And also it's associated with uh, liver problems. Like people with cirrhosis have hypersomnia. Anyways, making sure to get enough sugar before bedtime, making sure your thyroid is good so your liver can store the sugar. We talked about insomnia a lot. Nighttime wake-ups, that's usually from the blood sugar getting too low, increasing adrenaline, weakening the bladder muscles, and then causing the person to go pee. If the person has to pee many, many, many times during the day and it hurts, they can't hold it, that is usually associated with hypothyroidism as well. Salt and calcium and vitamin D and vitamin K can all help lower adrenaline. If that keeps happening, that's probably just going to be hypothyroidism. And then nightmares associated with the high adrenaline. Uh, Usually a person will have a nightmare and then wake up from that with very high adrenaline. Their heart will be racing. They'll have to go pee. Very common. And that's about it. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. This episode was brought to you by Bioenergetic Basics, which is a new six-part course that I created about a month ago that I'm hearing very good feedback on. It was born out of the idea of talking about thyroid, nutrition, digestion, supplements, anti-stress home strategies, and trying to do those things in a safe way. And using all the things I learned from Ray, experimenting on myself, talking to thousands of other people and one-to-ones. And I tried to package it in a course that I could just give somebody and hopefully save them a lot of heartache with things that I know are very common. When you talk to enough people, you realize a lot of people are making the same mistakes over and over again. And so I package it in a one hour and 10 minute crash course just gets sped up on. And so if that sounds like you'd be interested in that, there are links below and you can go to patreon.com slash Danny Rowdy and click on the shop tab, or you can go to Gumroad. And I don't know if there's a link for that. I think you just type in Danny Rowdy and probably find it. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate you. There was an amazing outpouring for the last show. You guys really made me feel good. So thank you very much for that. And I appreciate you guys. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I'll talk to you guys soon and peace out.